Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Acknowledge us, chat. We depend upon it. Like Witness us. Oh, I see us on Twitch. I see us on YouTube. Holy moly. All right, looks good. So, last week we introduced the concept of playing games on this podcast. And though I noticed a bit of uh, pushback to the idea. Because people liked like SSE as a thing to put on and just listen to, you know? They don't have to pay uh-huh. attention to visuals. And you know what? Yeah. I'm very sympathetic to that. Because I do that uh-huh. all the time. I play games where you don't really have to pay much attention and it's just something to do with your hands and then I listen to a podcast to keep things interesting. Yeah, and Omori was a, a, a tough game to do that too because it had yeah. uh, quite a bit of, uh, of of reading and strangeness and reacting to things that were happening on the screen. Yeah, it was a game you had to pay attention to. Yeah. So I thought, why not play the sort of game I would play while listening to a podcast and then we could just chat over it. So, so to that end, I picked out the recently off early access Power Wash Simulator, mm-hmm. which is like viscera cleanup detail, but without any edge. <laughs> without the viscera, so you're not cleaning up like mur- like murder domains. You're pl- you're just like cleaning no, regular we are, houses. We are literally going to clean a house. Perfect. That's 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 wonderful. That's absolutely wonderful. As you can see, I've uh, I've already made a start on this level. I didn't want to get too far in it before the uh, podcast, but uh, no. But now we can uh, take care of things properly. Uh, oh, beautiful! I I, mm. I see the start. See, this is if you're only listening, we're not going to tell you uh, the wonderful start that uh, uh, Yahtzee made to his house. But um, you should tune into the video to see the the beautiful work he's done yeah. at the start. Just- just turn the game volume down a bit. Yes. And already we've got a super chat in, I see. Yeah, absolutely. We have uh, Doran Grossman Naples with $5. Thank you so much, Doran. Says, fun math fact. Mathematicians David Cox and Stephen Zucker collaborated for the sole purpose of creating an al- algorithm called the Cox-Zucker machine. Uh-huh. I see. That was well, beautiful. Well, it's nice to know mathematicians are human like the rest of us. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Freaky Eight Ball over on Twitch. Uh, subscribe to Tier One. They have been subscribed for fifty-five months. That Jesus is... Christ, that's more than most people have been alive, or something. That's uh, that's longer than the, than the life of our planet. Um, so, but thank you so much, Freaky Eight Ball, and just says, "Hey guys, so, there you go." And he's, hey. hey guys, what an understated man. I, I really, appreciate it. Really, very emotionally controlled individual. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, it sounds like yeah. the game is quite loud when washing. Yeah. Which is... I'm noticing that. I could hardly hear anything when I was on this title menu because the sounds when you press the buttons weren't very prominent. Okay, we'll go down to five for this volume. It was at ten before, now it's at five. It's also... I just like the idea that the game is only loud when washing, but the only verb in the game is washing, so that kind of means it's going to be loud quite a bit. Hmm. It still seems pretty loud. Okay, fine. I'm going down. I'm going down to two. 
uh, Andrew Hickabottom, who is the person who put this game on my radar um, um, many fortnights ago. So, Andrew, this is all for you. With a two-pound donation, says, can you please draw Nick in the dirt? Uh, let me do it on the other path. Okay. I'm mostly done with this path. Don't you worry. There's plenty of uh, plenty of Nick to be drawn in the dirt. Um, yeah, I actually, when, uh, when, when sort of the, the idea of playing this game and the idea of games that are good to play while zoning out and listening to a podcast or just sort of unwinding, mm. uh, I started thinking about the games I do that to. And then I realized there's a lot of games I do that to. Um, like, I think it's like evil to do it the first time through a game. Like, I think it's genuinely, um, like, yeah, sadistic to play a game a first time and not listen to the stuff. Uh, but I have a whole, I have a whole swath of games, whether I'm replaying them or, um, games that require sort of grinding or kind of monotonous actions that, um, I think putting on a podcast or even if I'm playing something on switch, like second screening a a TV show or a movie or, or or a basketball or football game, um, work super well with. I mean, I'm just, uh. I'm just uh, doing what was asked. Yeah, that's, that's, I'm going to be honest. This is, again, beautiful. So if you're only listening, you, you need to tune into the video to, to truly get the... Um, truly, it's actually really good. <laughs> it's, like, really impressive. Uh, yeah, and speaking of John Connor with two Canadian dollars, thank you so much. It says, your favorite chill games. Um, I feel like these are kind of one and the same. So uh, the, 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 the first thing that came to mind are a lot of mobile games. Um mm. A lot of and and whether it's stuff like you know Pokemon Go, which I still play daily because I'm a I'm a big weirdo and literally couldn't tell you what the music is in that game. Um, like I've never played that game with sound. Like whenever I'm playing it, I'm listening to a podcast or listening to music. Um, yeah, through my through my headbuds and the actual actions in the game are so kind of um, you just do them sub like unconscious like subconsciously. Um, it's just kind of flicking your thumbs uh same thing with like match three games or if you've ever had like sort of a mobile kind of city builder or a game that you check in daily with um do you have any of those i mean do you still i i, I remember your ep about mobile games um and how yeah they, well these days used to be a yeah. part of your life yeah well mobile these days i just usually play stuff like you know nonograms or uh bit of solitaire you know just to have something to do with my hands yeah yeah but uh, yeah i used to play like more complex games on mobile but then mobile became a huge shit pit yeah <laughs> it is true like uh, uh it's hard enough to find something good on steam like logging to steam being like what are the new games and then you're like oh 90 percent of these are pornos like how do i actually get to the games uh yeah mobile's even worse like it's yeah, oh, yeah. One in one in a thousand games is probably worth your time, but is it worth the time trying to find that game? Probably not, not. quite. And yeah. yet, uh, all the like copy pasted draws must somehow be making money. Yeah, yeah. And then you have the. Uh, uh, it was funny because uh, uh, John uh, Riccatello, who um, you may know, he was the former uh, head of EA. He is now the head of Unity. Uh, he made statements about how if you're not thinking about how if you're an indie developer not thinking about how to monetize your game, you're a fucking idiot. Like, you learned that's like a quote oh, of his. Oh, well, God forbid people should uh, approach it with a slightly more artistic mindset. <laughs> exactly. And then uh, the the guy who, um, Ben Esposito, who uh, most recently he was the lead on uh, Neon White, 
yeah. he previously made a game called Donut County, which was yep. a simple like five dollar game where you, which is also a good game by the way to, to listen to podcasts to because yeah, it's a game where you're just a kind of a black hole that's solely sucking up things in a town. Um, but he responded by like, "Oh, you mean the fact that I released my game and then a week later a uh, free to play knockoff came out that was the exact same game but with a ton of microtransactions and ads, and that game ended up making like millions of dollars." Um, yeah, yes, that's what happened with the uh, unpacking as well, isn't it? Unpacking, yeah, that happened with Threes. If you remember that puzzle game Threes, I think yeah. they released a game called like Twenty Forty Six. Unpacking also a very good podcasty sort of game. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I feel zen. like any. Yeah, I was about to say anything that's kind of about the simple act of either creation or destruction kind of works for me. Um, like another game that came to mind was Katamari Damacy. Although the tough, thing, like, and that's a game I've replayed uh, just probably dozens of times over, yeah. or some version of it. Maybe like we love Katamari or Katamari Forever. I remember um, saying Donut County felt very Katamari Damacy. Yeah, yeah. Instead of uh, a slowly uh, uh, expanding ball, you are a uh, slowly expanding black hole. I guess. Yeah, around. yeah. I prefer um, the ball because with the ball you can see your work. You can see all the stuff yeah. you've picked up. Yeah, yeah, and there's something really cathartic, like almost in the same way of unpacking, of like cleaning your house, kind of rolling everything in a level into a, a, a kaiju ball. Um, just cleaning a house, you say? Good. Cleaning a house, exactly. This is, you're doing you're doing excellent work here. This is uh, this is absolutely wonderful. Remember to clean the uh, undersides. Uh, I feel like that's something that everyone in the chat could learn from. Everyone, make sure you clean your undersides. Uh, the one thing Katamari has going against it in terms of uh, a podcast game is I love the music in that game so much. Oh, yeah, really good music. Yeah, really good music that it's almost like uh, every time I play it, I'm like, well, don't I want to listen to the actual soundtrack? Because the actual soundtrack's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, the gameplay, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's perfect for that kind of zone out. Uh, Slashes subscribed to Tier 1 over in Twitch. Uh, been a member for uh, four months. Says, whoop, whoop, anniversary with Yachts and Marty themselves. Thank you so oh, much, Slashes. Okay, what do you know? Um, and uh, Jan Torres uh, over on uh, YouTube. Uh, been an early access member for two months. Says, I like the way you work here. Nick Biggity. That was big. That was, that was good. That was a nice rap. You did a good rap. Uh, and then Meister Kleiser Heister, thank you so much with five euros, said, uh, did you recommend podcasts already? I personally love Mr. Sunday Movies, two very witty Australian guys riffing on pop culture and each other. I have actually listened to some of them, yeah. Is it, do, do you enjoy it? Is it one of those things, do you need to have watched the movies, or is it entertaining to just hear it's, them talk about the yeah, movies? Yeah, it's pretty entertaining. Sometimes they veer into sort of internet overexcited person that you, seem to, yeah. you get a lot on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that can be a bit um, grating, I guess, to say the least. Sometimes even, like, talking about pop culture at all just feels like a waste of time to me because it's all just people saying, oh, the new Batman has Catwoman in it. Let's all spunk our trousers and compare it to every other Catwoman that's been in everything. Uh, People people do love the woman who's a cat, so I I understand it. Um, I like the... uh, I mentioned before the... After you, if you were going to recommend podcasts. Uh, no, I was just, in terms of like movie podcasts, I almost prefer um, stuff that's looking back at stuff. Um, mm. There's a, a podcast on the Ringer Network called The Rewatchables, where they um, every week just choose uh, 
you know, a movie from the past 30, 40, 50 years that um, they think is particularly rewatchable. You can kind of go over it through a couple categories, whether it still holds up, uh, stuff they'd like to change, weird trivia about the movies, um, hmm. that kinds of stuff. And it's a similar thing to like, how did this get made, um, which is another um, sort of famous podcast of that ilk. Uh, because, yeah, I think the kind of we need to talk about the current movie that is in the zeitgeist without the reference of how this will withstand the test of time. Like those kind of podcasts feel very um, disposable, I guess. Yeah. 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 The podcasts I've, I've mentioned before are the dollop, which is an American history podcast. And they usually Mm -hmm. focus on uh, like sort of dumb stories of people doing dumb things, dumb or extraordinary things. And uh, the two leads are both like improv comedians, I think. So, uh, they do. They go on funny riffs of all the things they're talking about, mm-hmm. and uh, usually they end on like a significant lesson about what lessons we could learn from this going forward in like human like society. Because usually yeah. it's stories like, "Here's how basically everyone in the United States was a massive racist." <laughs> what can we learn from that? Well, yeah, things have kind of changed. How about stop being a massive <clears throat> racist? Yeah. Oh wait, yeah. that's that seems to be the one major sticking point. Yeah, that's the one thing. <laughs> it's a tough hurdle for a lot of people to cross. I have to admit, sometimes I find it hard to listen to when they get onto like the really depressing stories about like someone who was like hounded by racists throughout the 1960s. Yeah, but sometimes they do like stories about you know like failed expeditions in like uh, Australia. They did a podcast on the Lassiter's Reef story, which I think is a really funny story. Oh, okay. I think, cool. I think those. I think those are my favorite ones. The stories about weirdos on failed expeditions. <laughs> that's that's your favorite genre of story. Uh, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I think it's also like it, it takes. Um, like, if you're a if you're a good storyteller, you can kind of take any thing like that and give it sort of more weight and and context and and interest. Um, you know, I think we had that like a couple of years ago with the boom of the true crime podcast and stuff mm-hmm. like Serial and um, uh, Shit Town, which uh, did really good jobs of, uh, you know, taking these relatively small stories, but but almost turning them into mysteries, like turning them into what feel like fictional mysteries. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then that kind of led us on the slippery slope of like there's, you know, true crime everywhere and there's there's no way to escape it and it's become like a yeah you have to have your franchise own, almost like with all things you have to sort of have your own unique spin on them to really stand out these days that's yeah why, yeah that's why i like the dollop because it's as much about the personalities as the stories. yeah 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 which is kind of uh you know podcasting in a nutshell is, is it's i think only as good as the folks who are on it uh i'll tell, I'll tell you what i'll tell you what playing this game as someone who lives in California, it makes me feel kind of guilty. Uh, for how much water you're wasting? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're basically burning down the forests with every second of this. I was about to say, it's not just like you're leaving the faucet on or a regular hose. Like, this is a power washer, which <laughs> yeah, means the is, water is coming out at quite a rate. This is insane. Yeah. This is like, <laughs> I've already used up an entire, like, year's worth of rainfall in Northern California. Yeah. So this, these kinds of people are the reason for the uh, just annual uh, massive wildfires that burn a sizable chunk of Northern California. Yeah, some of us remember to turn our garden sprinklers off in the summer. Yeah. Not exactly. everybody does. You monsters. Absolute monsters. 
Though some people will call me a monster for having a garden sprinkler at all, but you know. It, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's like a lowercase monster, like a friendly monster. So that's fine. Yes, the friendly uh, monster comes into your room at night and tells you funny jokes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then occasionally waters his plants using uh, using a, a sprinkler. It's fine. Uh, Mason Daniel with a four ninety nine donation. Thank you so much, Mason. Says I got caught up from my week away. Uh, love this channel. Like the new format. Also, how far do you think Jack's names will degrade? <laughs> Thank oh, you so much, Mason. His, well, name, his, name, his names are like a product of insanity. I yeah, think. he has like a week to think of them, so it's only if he has to introduce a lot of names in one episode that they start, you know, deteriorating. Yeah. That's how, that's how we got to very long dick. That's... <laughs> I wonder if he just keeps like a note on his phone of like he'll wake up in the middle of the night, like turn over and um, uh, uh, just like quickly jot down a name he thinks of that probably starts with Jeremy. I'm pretty sure he does at that. Do you so think, have, does he have a, like? Do you think he has a Jeremy in his life? Like, I think he is as much as told us that he has like a file of names he's come up with. I think that's perfect. Do you do that? Like for your books? Like do you do you keep like weird notes of things like that? Sort of doesn't have to do with a specific thing you were currently writing, but like come back to blank. I don't usually. Sometimes I get a weird idea that I feel like I need to write down, and then I come back to it six months later and think, what the fuck was I was going through my head when I wrote that down? <laughs> Trying to find the bits of dirt I haven't done on this bit of banister because it still hasn't, like, glowed on me. So I have to press the special button that highlights all the remaining dirt. It's a, it's a tough life to live when a banister won't glow on you. And that's a feature that Viscera cleanup detail never needed, because, you know, blood is always so prominent. It's very prominent, yeah. And it wasn't really dealing with, like, oh, there's a little bit on the underside of this uh, banister that you really need to see. Yeah. Um, Melodramatic Addict, a first-time chat over Twitch, said, uh, I've been following Yahtzee's work for ten-plus years, and hearing that he loves the dollop is probably the least surprising thing I've ever heard. Yeah, oh, well. it's good. Yeah, it's good shit. There you go. Yeah. Check it out. There you go. Uh, Jeffrey of uh, Monmouth with a uh, $5 donation. Thank you so much, Jeffrey. Says, many sports games used to let you upload your own MP3s and add them to the in-game playlist. They're still good for podcasts. Hmm. Uh, I remember actually do. Did you ever do that with like a... Like, I, I, I started my original Xbox that I bought in like 2002. Like, I had it in my closet for a long time and I started it recently. I went back to play something. And it just had a shit ton of MP3s on there that I'd ripped on there of the time. And let me tell you, my music taste in 2002 was not great. Not not great. But, um, yeah, I remember stuff like the ESPN football games. And I think even maybe some of the GTAs allowed you to create your own in-game radio station, which I thought was kind of neat. Yeah, I think uh, Euro Truck Simulator used to let you do that as well. And I think it used to let you even, like, stream radio if you had, like, access to a streaming radio service. Oh, like Pandora or something? Oh, that's pretty neat. And that, like, exists in the... Like, it makes sense in the world, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah speaking of the, the GTA kind of thing, I feel like a lot of uh, open-world games, like, once you're, like, not focused on the main quest, then if you're just like, okay, I want to either just futz around in this world or I need to collect, you know, X of Y, like, those are good times to where you don't need to really be listening to the ambient noises or... Yeah, especially when you get to the, like, filling out the checklist phase of the Ubisoft yeah, sandbox. Yeah, yeah I've certainly played a few of those in my time Yeah, at that, yeah. At that stage while listening to podcasts. Yeah, definitely when I was, once I got, like, onto a second playthrough of something like Death Stranding or Red Dead 2, as much as I appreciated their, um, 
atmospheres and everything. If I was making a big trek across the world, like I was totally fine listening to yeah. a podcast or, or watching I, something. Sometimes I put a podcast on if I'm just playing something I'm really familiar with, like Dark Souls. I put on Dark Souls yeah, 1 yeah. that I know so well. Yeah. It's funny. I, just, I was just talking with Jack how I always thought when you... Maybe I was talking... I don't know. I hope I wasn't talking about you and sharing the story again. But how you guys used to say Dark Souls 1 was a comfort food game. And I found that insane. And then I was replaying Dark Souls 1 on my Switch recently while um, while watching a TV show in the background. And I was like, oh, this has absolutely become a comfort game, comfort food game for me. There you go. Yeah. It's, it's like, something about that nihilistic mindset. Yeah. Like, hey, who the fuck cares? We're all going to die. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. That's the spirit. Uh, American Fear asks, why aren't you guys playing slash watching a co-op? Uh, having both of us play the game while holding a conversation not about the game while also looking at chat would be relatively difficult. Yeah, you got to pit into so them. That That is the reason. For them... Uh member chats that come in yeah uh wolfenstein uh incredible name been a member for three months says uh zelda wind waker randomizer has been a nice podcast game have you ever have you ever fussed with a randomizer in a game i've i've said before i used one on uh, the gba version of castlevania aria of sorrow once. oh yeah yeah and then like the best sword in the game dropped from like a random enemy like 20 minutes in and then it just wasn't that much fun anymore yeah yeah yeah, I guess that's the uh, that's the, the the double-edged sword of a randomizer is they could either they could lean too far one way or another. Yeah, a, I know there's, there's, a reason, like, there's usually a reason why things are paced the way they are. Yeah, yeah, and I know like during they'll have uh, randomizer runs during like games done quick like streaming events, um, and I know th- whoever's setting them up uh, takes a look at what the randomized seed is beforehand before having the players jump into it to just know like oh this would be a good one to watch as opposed to being like oh this one's gonna either be way too easy for them or this is gonna be a massive pain in the ass and it's gonna take them a long time to get the things they need man these nooks and crannies are pain in the ass i'll switch to the very very highly concentrated hose i think so i guess does is it silly of me to ask does this game get any deeper like or is like you know, are you are you? Do you get different tools that actually you need to almost like see things as a puzzle? Not really. Although you just reminded me, I've got the wrong uh, cleaning liquid equipped. Look at that. See, so we're dealing with wood at the moment, so I should probably use, be using the wood cleaner. Oh, okay. Very clever. But no, I, I was clever. thinking that there's a couple of things this game could do. Like, um, if you're given a like a like a dirty like a gothic looking house like this one we could clean it off and then discover it's painted hot pink and that could be a fun little like story <laughs> little moment. goofs yeah. yeah i feel like you could also almost take a uh, multiplayer approach to something like this or a construction game and have it be where if it's a six-player game five people are trying to do the job and the one person is secretly trying to fuck everything up uh, and, well now you you're know, too like complicated Oh, now o- we've gotten too deep into yeah, the so It's yeah. okay to just be a chill-out game. <laughs> uh, hot, creamy fart. Uh, the legend uh, themselves says, uh, uh, been a member for three months, says, Hatfall is far too stressful to podcast during. Oh, well, I apologize. That wasn't really my intention with that game. <laughs> I'll tell you what it absolutely is the intention of the Starstruck Vagabond. My game is about- to have it be like a chill-out game? 
Yeah, to deliver crates to places all day. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, is that, uh, yeah, because I guess, like, I'm trying to think of the kind of games, like, similar, like, what were the games that, that have been inspiring, um, well, Star Trek Vagabond? I guess the chief influence was Stardew Valley and that whole, okay. like, sort of soft work sim. I was yeah. thinking about, what if you could do the soft work sim thing, but that isn't just farming all the bloody time, always with the bloody farming. And yeah, was a yeah. soft work sim modeled more on your sort of truck simulator thing. Uh-huh. So it's got those Stardew Valley and Harvest Moon fantasy elements, or sci-fi elements in this case. Yeah. But uh, you just like delivering boxes. Just pick yeah. them up and put them where they need to be. Yeah. See, that sounds nice. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I would I would listen and watch stuff during like Animal Crossing when I was really into it and kind of doing my morning routines in the game and, and, and you know, making sure that I was I was checking off all the boxes on my island every morning I logged into it. Yeah, that's I was that's, doing the same thing too. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, it is, honestly. Like, any game that has, like, the daily kind of, you need to go and do X daily uh, or games that I would end up, uh, you know, uh, paying attention to something else while doing, like, that that uh, sad and depressing period when I was really into Marvel's Avengers. I was doing the same thing uh, when I was, back when I was into Destiny 2. Um, then even stuff like... The, I was playing Fall Guys for a couple weeks straight. Um, mm. I feel like those are kind of the those are kind of the games that make it. Uh, you know, they're they're almost like built for you to be able to just give a quarter of your attention to. Man, these banisters are driving me nuts. I just can't. I just, I just can't make them ping. <laughs> Please ping. I live for the ping. <laughs> Addicted to the ping. Uh, Michael Broadman with a five dollar donation. Thank you so much, Michael. Says replaying Sekiro while listening. Have you ever tried difficult games while podcasting? Yeah, it can help limit saying. the frustrations of repeated failure. Well, I was just saying, yeah, that's what I do with like Dark Souls stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially if I'm like constantly repeating a boss run or something. Yeah, I feel like it can't be like the first time through an area um, because I'm always so sort of careful and needing to listen for things. Uh, whereas, yeah, if you're just beating your head against the wall at a boss, you might as well be doing something else while doing it. Like, yeah. Yeah, that that might take you out of the moment. That might need to, be, or that might be the thing you need in order to um, actually get through it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or twenty-four-seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Uh, Zaruda Cowboy with uh, 35ZAR. Thank you so much, Zaruda Cowboy. Says, are either of you planning to play Live a Live when it lives, when it releases? Live I thought the demo was pretty good. Live a Live, Live Alive, the remake live of, live, the live old, live. of the old SNES game. Yeah, kind of like the forgotten... Um, one of the forgotten Square Enix JRPGs that I, I don't think ever made their way. I haven't forgotten. I remember playing it back in the day. Was it translated though? Did you play like a fan or like a fan I translation? No I have only ever played it in ROM form, so it might have yeah. been a fan tran. I think I think it might have been a fan translation, or maybe a game that they translated but never released, like kind of like the second Densetsu three and Terra Enigma. Um, are you on these banisters? 
Why didn't they ping? Why ping, didn't I they ping? ping? I need the ping. I live for the ping. <laughs> um, are, are, do you think you're going to go back and, and play this this new version? Oh, I might do. Yeah, I mean, it depends like if a, there's uh, a week or two. Yeah, well, as uh, if it, the drought continues on, although we're coming out of it now. Stray came out this week. That's right, Stray, uh, the cat game, and As Dusk Falls, the the not the not cat game. Yeah, so I'm reviewing Stray. That'll probably be next week's review, not this week's. Okay. Uh, Nick offered me As Dusk Falls, but I was like, I really don't want to play any more fucking choose your own adventures at this point. Kind of sick um, of it after the quarry. You, you chose correctly. Um, I'll, yeah, my, you were my saying. MR is currently being edited now. Should probably be up either later today or tomorrow. Um, but uh, the 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 lead up to the game for as dusk falls, uh, which yeah, as, as we kind of alluded to, is very much a um, you know telltale quantic dream, uh, super massive kind of adventure game with even stripped away, even more stripped away stuff. Like you never move your character; you are yeah. literally only choosing dialogue options or the occasional. You're in a room. Which thing do you want to pay attention to? You can only pay attention to one thing. Um, and uh, they they were saying how it's it's they want to harness the like gritty crime of like Elmore Leonard and Breaking Bad and uh, Argo and uh, I mean maybe that's what they were going for. But man oh man, in my opinion, is it a a, a poorly written, blindly performed, and kind of ugly game with resolutions that just aren't. Um, satisfying whatsoever and hmm. so it's available on uh it's, it's available tomorrow on it's on game pass so and it's only like six hours it's like six hour long chapters um when you said you hated it i was really uh, suddenly more intrigued because uh it's one thing i love more than gushing about a game i love it's really <laughs> pissing all over a game i really hate yeah but, uh now it just sounds just sort of bland. Yeah. With the detail. Um, and the the thing I was most surprised by was the, the embargo just dropped like an hour or two ago, and some people really loved it, and were talking about how the story affected them, and there was this emotional catharsis at the end, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, that is not how I saw that story. So, I don't know, maybe I made all the wrong decisions. One thing I did really like was... Um, at the end of each chapter, uh, it, it shows you a very visual web of all of your decisions oh. and kind of what, how many, well, like what percentage of people chose those decisions. And um, you can very easily go back to like pretty much any juncture or crossroads and start from there. Yeah, they so, always do that. They always like really make a big fuss out of the the web of intrigue, or whatever it's called. Yeah. I feel like yeah. it's sort of almost cheapening the concept doing that. I feel like the classy thing to do would be to not draw attention to it. Yeah, and this game also does the thing we were talking about of, uh, I think we were talking about this on, on Breakout last week, of any time a major decision comes up, the screen is like literally pulsating red, and it's like, major choice, major choice, and I'm like, yeah. that's not, I would much rather have a thing I didn't even realize I was doing impact the story in like a really meaningful way. Yeah, I've, uh, yeah. I've liked games that do that, so don't tell yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, but the whole, like, I guess, did Telltale ruin everything with the blank will remember this kind of thing? Like, Yeah, it's possible. I remember playing Indiana yeah. Jones and the Fate of Atlantis, okay. and that game's got, like, a branching path thing where, depending on what sort of gameplay you want, uh, there's a, 
there's a bit where your conversation choices uh, change the entire rest of the game. And I okay. remember, like, I when I was a kid, I, I I just couldn't pinpoint the bit where the branching happened the longest time because they don't get out of the way and tell you. It just felt like every time I played the game, it was just randomly different for some reason. It was it decision based, or was it? It wasn't like you were it just was, instanced into a different version of the game or anything. There was like a that, right? there's a conversation with the main sidekick at like some point okay. in the game, and your response to that question and it does hint. Just says like she says things like, "Do you really want me around for the rest of this?" And then there's like a bunch of yeah. conversation options, and the one you pick there like changes the entire rest of the game. But uh, it's not entirely oh, it's not entirely clear how. Yeah, yeah. I also kind of prefer that. It lends the game a sort of air of mystery. Yeah, yeah, as opposed to when you go back to those sort of, like, webs, they almost feel like design docs, and it's, like, yeah. very much, you're, you're getting a peek of how the sausage is made. Um, it's, it's breaking immersion is what it's doing. Yeah. Yeah, the one time I really I really liked that in a game was, um, I think these are games that people have been uh, screaming at you to play for a while, but the 999 and Virtue's Last Reward visual oh. novels. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, the ones the weebs like. Yeah, the weebs love that, and the weebs love Danganronpa. Um, and you already gave the weebs a little bit of a mori, so you can't, you, you, you can't give the, the weebs <laughs> anymore for a while. That's why uh, you're giving the weebs power washer. Is this the anti-weeb game? It's yeah, well, you know, that, I guess you could say that about anything that's not a weeb game. What's the most non-weeb game? Uh, Call of Duty. I don't know. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> but they like in Call of Duty and Warzone, they put the Attack on Titan characters that you can get as skins. So there oh, you go. For fuck's sake. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, those nine 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 and Virtue's Last Reward. Um, the the sort of story web ends up becoming without spoiling it like a, a a cognizant mechanic in the game. Um, so I found that pretty. Uh, I don't know that that handled that in a in a interesting way instead of just like oh here's how we designed the game. You could take a look at it. Yeah, I guess they sort of do that in Thirteen Sentinels as well. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You sort of make a decision and then you go back and do something else. Yeah, multiple times. Uh, also, Lampy, with a good point, says, what do you mean this is the anti-weeb game? This is published by Square Enix. That is true. They are a weeb company. <laughs> well, we've established Square Enix have no real identity when you get down no, to they it. they don't. They, they, uh, they genuinely do not. Not anymore. Uh, Mark Davies, uh, or Mark Debbies, uh, excuse me, with a five-pound donation, thank you so much, says, is Yahtzee interested in doing a ZP on Norco during the summer games drought? It's a point-and-click mystery game with an engaging story. Well-written. Did you did you play Norco at all? It came out a few months ago. I did. I don't think I found it substantial enough to review. Mm-hmm. It is like sort of classic adventure in a sort of manhunter sense. Okay. If you ever played one of the old Sierra games, yeah, manhunter. I, I I remember Manhunter. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's like that. Um. Yeah, I read some. I, I remember reading. I haven't played Norco, but I remember reading some reviews saying it was. Um, it was it was pretty good. Some people were really sort of losing their minds about it, which granted some people are losing their minds about his dusk falls, so Yeah, I wouldn't go nuts no for it. Yeah. Maybe it'll end up in a uh roundup of the year of games I didn't review. Episodes. Yeah, yeah. 
uh, Casey Jones with a $10 donation. Thank you so much, Casey. Says, I find that Let's Plays that focus more on comedy, like One's, one's Plays or Game Grumps, are nice to listen to while playing Pokemon Go on my phone. They're long enough to take a walk without worrying about the gameplay. Yeah, I used to like a lot of those, especially the ones that grew out of the old Something Awful Let's Play forum, like uh, yeah. Chip and Ironicus. Yeah, yeah. Or so Slow Beef and the Rats of Prey guys. That doesn't seem real. You can't just... There can't be something called Slow Beef. Is that real? Well, that, that surprises you in the world of internet names. I guess I just didn't... Was there a fa- that, that presupposes that there's a fast beef. I, I guess. Yeah, so no, the podcast no worried with, about the beef. The podcast was Slow Beef once, and I pointed out that uh, he'd like previously done a podcast with Total Biscuit. And I said, that makes sense, because you're both like adjective food. <laughs> either a speed or an amount of something yeah that works yeah. well uh Zorarthur with uh the five uh what's, what's the R is that a, a ru- ruble uh I think that's South African Rand South African Rand uh my apologies uh, Zarathur, thank you so much. It says, I've been listening to podcast slash video essays while looking for missing collectibles in both Psychonaut games, those bloody figments. Yeah. Uh, as I say, yeah. collect, like just finishing the checklist in games. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, running through a level a second time, trying to 100% it, um, any of that stuff. Yeah, wandering around an open world, trying yeah. to collect the widgets beating, and wadgets. Beating your times in neon white, finding all yeah, the chests in yeah. an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, Beating Times in Neon White, that's also a good one. Um, as good as that soundtrack is, um, when you're replaying a level time and time again, just having yeah. something else to zone out to can oftentimes, you know, help out with how you're actually doing in the level. Do you think speedrunners listen to podcasts while they're constantly replaying the games they play? Or do they need their concentration? Yeah, I guess depending on the game, if they need to listen for audio cues, they might need to listen. Um, I actually, like, I'm really curious how... Like, I want to know, like, if you decide to speedrun a game, like, what is that process like? Like, how much of it is self-discovery? How much of it is, like, accumulated knowledge from the community? Like, is community like, oh, there's an objectively best way to go through this level? Yeah, Don't a lot even of worry that. about making your own. Yeah. There certainly is a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, that guy you know with a $5 donation, thank you so much, says, I know uh, Power Wash Simulator is supposed to be a chill game, but I find it annoying how it ends up hunting for the last speck of dirt. Yeah. Still got hooked, though. Yeah, I know what you mean. It, it feels like you should, at a certain point, be able to almost, like, you should have, like, a dirt radar. Yeah, like in Vista Queen of Diesel. Yeah, Which exactly. Honestly, yeah. still feels like the better version of this. Yeah, and that was, what, 10 years ago, probably? Yeah, I, I, I feel like I remember playing that first one a long time ago. Maybe it was when it was just like a little demo before it became a full game. Hey, one last go at this fucking banister. <laughs> hey, um, did it! it oh, I think I had to do the whole railing. It's very—it's kind of misleading. What counts as like a separate object in this game? What counts as a piece? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Melodramatic Addict says speedrunners usually too hopped up on Adderall to focus on the podcast. Totally not speaking from experience here. Well, there you go. Uh, Adam Gashlin, been a member for 16 months using their early access comment to say, I do find uh, I do better in uh, games like Tetris when, distract- when distracted. Yeah, puzzle games I could I, I could see. Um, 
I feel like I was listening to podcasts and or, or watching other stuff when I was playing stuff like The Witness or mm. Baba Is You or even trying to find special ways to get through stuff like uh, Lekhead recently. Yeah, or if it's just a puzzle game that you kind of play like daily, like if you do a daily Tetris challenge or something, or like Yahtzee was saying, a daily solitaire thing, or if you're doing Wordle in the morning or any, any framed or any of those kind of oh, yeah. daily games. Gotta do Wordle in the morning. Wordle is literally the first thing I do in the morning. It's not yeah. a like, thing I wait for coffee. I like roll over in bed. The first thing I do with my phone is do my Wordle. I, I have lost Wordle only one time. And it was because, like, I'd gotten... I had three guesses left, and I'd gotten, like, S-T-E-A. Yeah. And then the last letter. And there were, like, 900 different words that could have been. Yeah. And then I always do that thing where I'm like, oh, it's this. And then I'll I'll do two guesses and waste it instead of being like, what if I just chose a different word with a bunch of different letters to narrow it down to the thing I need? Um, yeah, those are always the worst. When you get three or four letters right in the right place early on and then end up not yeah. being able to get it until the very end. Yeah. Real's great though. Glad that guy made a bunch of money off it. Good on him. Yeah, glad someone actually made money out of having a good idea for once. Yeah, and just like he's selling it extremely quickly and everything. Uh, I don't know. I, I was I was a big fan of that. And not got fucked over by money robots. <laughs> uh, oh yeah. Uh, so speak as he said Visceral Cleanup was 2015 it was actually 2014 was early access and the demo was 2013 because I remember playing it a long long time ago so good for yeah it was in early access for ages that one yeah yeah um sorry I just I lost the chat uh, there we are um Shogun is dead with a five dollar donation thank you so much so do we get banned if we tell Yahtzee that he missed a spot I mean, I'm imagining you probably missed several spots. Yeah. And also I, telling yeah. him, by the time we get to your comment, that, that maybe he got back to the spot. This whole game is spots you have missed. <laughs> what, do the uh, 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 do the settings get any more interesting than, like, Random House? Um, well, it was a kid's playground before this. Okay. And you also, like, clean vehicles in your garage. Those tend, tend not to go on very long. They they don't have like uh, actual things like clean the sphinx or anything like that. Well, I haven't played that far into this. This is like level five or six, I think. That'd be clean the sphinx. What if you could clean one thing, well, like one real thing? What would it be? Or maybe even a fake thing. If uh, you could bring one uh, thing in this game to clean, uh, the Senate. Ah! Uh, remember, waka. To vote, remember to vote, kids. <laughs> vote early, vote often. Vote blue, no matter who. There you go. Uh, Lampy with a five-pound donation. Thanks so much, Lampy. As always, the cleaning liquid is only used for the soap head slash bottle attachment. You don't need to change it for other nozzles. Well, why do I have the option of changing it then? Bad UI. Someone, someone, get the power washing crew on the on the phone. Yeah. Something wasn't immediately obvious. This game is designed like shit. <laughs> uh, Lampy says you can clean the Mars rover in the game. That's pretty neat. Yeah, that's fun. Well, I guess, yeah, fictional vehicles. Like, I'd clean, like, the Millennium Falcon. That'd be nice. I mean, there's no reason not to go to fantastical places with it. Yeah. That's the world of make-believe. Well, I mean, we already did with this for cleanup detail. Yeah, exactly. Did this first in a sci-fi setting. Yeah. 
uh, SVS Guru with five euros. Thank you so much. It says uh, it would have to be a game with no dialogue and doesn't rely on sound as an essential part of the gameplay. Basically, any game you can play on mute. See, sometimes I yeah, play, that's why I was, I, sometimes I can play a game with dialogue and listen to a podcast. Maybe I'm just better for multitasking. Only when there's okay, subtitles yeah. on, of course. Yeah, yeah. And like you're talking, that's like a first time through a game, not like oh, I'm replaying this thing I like. I guess you don't have too much. Well, time I guess not the not the first time, but if like. A cutscene starts while I'm listening to something. I'll usually like stop the thing I'm listening to for the duration of the cutscene. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> uh, Kieran RJC subscribed over on Twitch. Thanks so much, Kieran. Yeah, I also uh, I've, I've noticed uh, I do it a lot with grinding in RPGs. Um, yeah, that's it's kind of made for that. Um, yeah, I got through like a lot of the uh, Persona 4 dungeons listening to a podcast. I was about to say, if the dungeon is just kind of mindless like like that, or like Mementos in uh, Persona 5, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, as much as I want to hear the, the random battle cries and Teddy and Morgana being assholes to me. Yeah. Yeah, I was doing that like earlier this year with uh, the, the, the Pokemon game that came out, Pokemon Legends, and uh, I was replaying Fire Emblem Three Houses. That was easy to do it, too. Um, yeah, it's a nice combo with... Like like zoning out to a podcast in a game that also has those sort of modern quality of life changes, like the Square when they you know Final Fantasy seven or twelve have uh, the ability to like speed up battles or um, you know have your speed in the overworld go to times five. Like it, it, it feels much more like you can be much more economical with your time, um, especially if you're doing something else at the same time. Yeah, don't mind so much if the game is boring and repetitive. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of JRPGs I could get through pretty easily if I had, like, 100 hours and a lot of podcasts to listen to. Yeah, exactly. See, if time, if time didn't exist, we'd be able to play all the games we want. Sometimes it's going to be satisfying just to grind, knowing that yeah. the game will be absolutely no challenge once you're done. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Zer Arthur back, oh, with five Brazilian reals. Oh. Says novel attempt in from Brazilian reals, minus one point. I'm sorry, Zer Arthur. There's a lot I, of currency. I get them confused. Yeah. It's just a big capital R. <coughs> they should say what they are. They should, just, they should just put a little note next to it and say what it is. Not like well, you, is, but Wasn't like, that the purpose of the three initials thing? I guess that's literally them saying what it is. How am I supposed yeah. to learn the initials? Lampy says, is Sonic a g- uh, good game to listen to while podcasting? Um, yeah, I would say Sonic is. As much as I love uh, the the butt rock that permeates throughout a lot of modern Sonic. Um, I know. Sonic levels don't was, tend not to go on very long. I think Lampy was talking about the Sonic 3D levels, which some of those go on far too long. Mm. Did you ever... So I, I was I played through all the 2D Sonic games recently when that collection came out. I don't... I don't it's like, were you ever into Sonic? Did Sonic ever do anything for you? Not really. I mean, at the time, yeah. I was more into, yeah. like, PC adventure games. Yeah. And, even and I think retro- going back to them without the nostalgia stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh... Played all the early ones know. emulated, and, uh... Yeah, well, they, they passed the time. Yeah. Don't it see just feels any like reason were... to, like, acquire a fetish from it, like... Some people seem to. <laughs> yeah, listen. Does anyone ever has anyone ever needed a reason to acquire a fetish? I guess not. Yeah. 
Uh, SVS Guru with two euros. Thank you so much. Says, isn't Wordle just Hangman? Uh, a uh, little bit, I except guess. it has the mechanics of where a. You're not guessing single letters at a time. You're guessing the full <laughs> word, and then I, I like the idea yeah, of it's more like Mastermind, but with words. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, blimey! I do like word games because I know a lot of words, and I tend to be good at them. I like Babel Royale. That was a fun one. Yeah, there was a game we were talking about recently that the the one that's almost like a, a JRPG coming out with with Boggle mechanics. Boggle, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was linked to that. And there's a demo app on Steam, and I checked it out, and I'm like, this is Bookworm Adventures. Bookworm Adventures <laughs> that came out many years ago. Has, has everyone forgotten that Bookworm Adventures was a thing? I'm going to be honest. I think people have forgotten that Bookworm Adventures was a thing. Well, I posted this I on Twitter, and everyone was saying you can't buy it anymore. So I guess they, people have forgotten Bookworm Adventures was a thing. But yeah, Ooh, writer's blog. Babe. It was a PopCap game. Oh, it was a PopCap game. Yeah. I think a lot of their games actually got uh, got delisted. Must, must have been some drama there. Yeah, because I know there's certain like Plants vs Zombies games that are hard to that are hard to find for some reason. Um, yeah, PopCap, yeah, PopCap was a, a weird company. They used to be a big old wheel. Yeah, yeah, they used to be a a, a massive deal. I don't even where they still own. Were they owned by EA? I, I think, think Microsoft, still are. I, I think Microsoft bought them, or well, I yeah, did one of those. Yeah, one of the biggies. Uh, a couple of folks were asking, uh, uh, "Have you finally like uh, uh, kicked the COVID, or are you still feeling certain symptoms from it?" I've still got this cough that won't go away. Yeah, that's gnarly. Yeah, the idea of long COVID is not. Uh, is is not something that sounds very nice. No. Uh, Andrew Bob, no, King did not buy them. King kind of stole their lunch and started doing the kinds of things that PopCap was doing, but making more money off them. Like, I can't remember... Like, it feels like the era when stuff like Peggle and uh, Plants vs. Zombies was King has, has moved past. Hmm. Although I guess, yeah, I don't know. I feel like I don't have like that firm of a grasp on like what the biggest things in in terms of like mobile or casual gaming are. I know there's like massive gotcha RPGs that I've never even heard of, like Arknights that make a shit ton of money, and I have no idea what they are. Who knows? We're out of touch. It's you know I'm gonna be honest. If there's certain parts of the industry I'm out of touch with, I think I'll, I'm just gonna live with that. I think I can. I think I can. Fair enough. That. Just cover yeah. the things you like, and you'll speak to an audience of people like you. Exactly. And what's the... Also, what is the... Uh, like, if there's people who could vote their entire time to covering those games, like, if I'm going to cover them, I'm just going to cover them badly. Like, if someone asked me to cover fucking League of Legends or, like, Call of Duty Warzone, I'm going to be able to do a good job of that. Like, there's people well, who literally devote their entire lives to those games. Yeah, well, that's my attitude. And then people complain yeah. when I do things. Sometimes they just want to hear me make up funny things about a game, even if I'm not that interested in it. Just just start doing reviews of things you haven't even played. I think that's really easy. I think it's, that's the easiest way to go about things. Well, I did that with Duke Nukem Forever back in the day. <laughs> Listen, if they weren't going to put the time into to making uh, the game, then you don't have to put in the time to reviewing it. Say that, I reviewed it twice. <coughs> 
joins the uh, joins the fortunate list of games that you've uh, double dipped on. Well, I reviewed it the first time because I assumed it was cancelled because like the studio yeah. went down. So I reviewed sure, like yeah. a game that I made up inside my own head. That's really funny. Okay, that's what you were referring to. That's really funny. And then the game actually came out, and I was like, "Whoops! Well, that joke doesn't work anymore." <laughs> Do you think the game inside your head was better than the game that came out? Well, yeah, that that was like the joke. Yeah, I wrote it as like a extraordinary super game that you would expect of something that had been worked on solidly for seventeen years. Yeah. Do you think? Uh, do you, do you think Duke uh, Duke could ever make a interesting comeback in the way that Doom and uh, Wolfenstein have? Well, they'd have to take my advice and make him a very ironic character these days. Yeah. What would it be like? It feels like there's just you can get stuff like that everywhere. Like it just almost seems like time has moved past. Well, you can certainly get retro shooters anywhere at this point there's a million yeah. of them on steam i'm doing an extra punctuation about it look at that fun fact boomer shooters as they say members look forward to to this thursday boomer shooters i do like that term i kind of hate it because Why? it implies that people who used to play them are boomers yeah i mean it doesn't like when you put a, a modicum of thought into it it doesn't make any sense yeah, and um, so I object to being called a boomer, even yeah. though I am a slightly older gamer now, because I know they they're called boomers because they were born in the baby boom, which yeah. was like uh, the fifties uh, and early sixties. And those those kinds of people weren't the people playing the, the early early to mid nineties shooters. Yes, and uh, yeah. you know, having been born in the eighties, I'm just as much a victim of the boomer economy as anyone else. <laughs> exactly. So I, I hate being blamed for all the income inequality and shit. Uh, the problem is that uh, the, the, the term boomer just fits well uh, vocally with shooter. I both suppose. Both in terms of onomatopoeia and they just sound like, do you think there's a, do you have a better name for them? Retro shooters. What I was yeah, calling them anyway. Boring. I can't just call everything retro. But also retro, like, uh, that's, I feel like that's a term that can't stand the test of time because retro is a goalpost that's always moving. Right, it's like calling your game New Super Mario Brothers. Fucking, don't get me started on that. I, I hated that. I hated that so much. Also, I didn't like those games. I didn't like the new Mario games. I didn't like how he looked. He looked ugly. What, like all the new Marios? Like Mario Odyssey? Uh, no, the the new series. Oh, okay. New Super Mario Brothers, Just- new, new Luigi. Um, it was that whole thing of like making... Sticking to the 2D gameplay, but having the characters and objects and enemies be the 3D. Um, yeah. Something about it just like I also didn't like the way that Zelda um, uh, Link Between Worlds looked. I loved how the game played. Like gameplay wise, it was one of my favorite Zeldas ever. But um, I didn't. I think the game's ugly. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Yeah. Well, the other one, like um, the Link to the Past remake. Yeah, that one, Link Between Worlds. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, that was the weird, like, chunky 3D characters, but 2D <laughs> gameplay. Yeah, King Dead says, quote, uh, I hated those games. I still bought them, Marty. I mean, that was absolutely true. I hated them and I bought them because I'm an idiot. So, well, by then, I also was buying them for work. So, or I got them for work. So, ah, but you could be buying them ironically. Think about that. There you go. 
Come on, new fucking railing. Ping! <laughs> Come on, new railing. Um, you said you're working on your stray review for next week, so I will yes. we'll save your we'll save your full thoughts on stray then. Um, do you? Where do you think? How do you think uh, uh, embodying a cat? Where does it stand in the pantheon of embodying animals in games? Like, are you are you a fan of embodying animals in games? Do you remember well, Tokyo Jungle? What did you yeah, think of Tokyo yeah, Jungle? I was thinking I was thinking about this as I was writing my stray review this morning. Are there many games where we play as a cat? I mean, specifically a non-anthropomorphic cat, because there's plenty of like Blinks the Time Sweepers and uh, sure, sure, Bubs not and enough Blinks in the world. There's not enough Blinks the Time Sweepers, if you ask me. That that's a cat who deserves to make a comeback. But I was um, thinking about it. Yeah, I think Tokyo Jungle had a cat. Yeah, and I think that's kind of it. There's a couple of games where you play as a non-anthropomorphic dog. Yeah, there was a game called The Dog's Life for PS2, where you play as a dog. Yeah. Um, I guess Nintendo Dogs, you weren't playing as the animals; you were kind of the caretaker i was thinking of okami okami yeah yeah we, Am- amaterasu is a, is a is a dog goddess um and, uh that was that one level in call of duty ghosts where you play as the dog that's true a lot of uh twilight princess link is a wolf yeah and i i don't want to spoil my stray review or anything but i do get a sense yeah, that when you're controlling a cat, there's a sort of incongruity to the whole concept of being able to control them at all. Because, you know, yeah. cats, don't, cats don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah, that is interesting. There's one thing I uh, I think about. Have, have you played The Last Guardian? The, the yes, and that, that is something I think of when I think of Stray, because that was also very good at animating a wild animal convincingly. Yeah, and it was frustrating in the moment because you were like, I know what I want to do, but this yeah. fucking thing won't do the thing I want it to do. Yeah. But when I look back on that, I'm like, that's kind of perfect. That's kind because of the point. Because that's what, yeah. That, yeah, that is kind of the point. Like, you are, you have the smallest modicum of control over this massive beast, and he's acting as sort of, um, you know, nonchalantly as, as any regular house cat do, would. Yeah, which was a huge pain in the ass when you're just trying to get him to, like, jump up a wall. To just, uh, yeah, do the uh, simple thing, yeah. Yeah, and he's just sort of cocking his head at you. Yeah, yeah. But I guess it does really put you in the role of the character who's getting frustrated by this thing and just won't do the thing you want it to do. Yeah, I think in terms of games where you, like, play as an animal that is supposed to be kind of the animal as opposed to, you know, an anthropomorphic version or a, a warrior version of an animal. Tokyo Jungle is always the thing that, that uh, comes to mind, which was pretty pretty incredible and, and weird. And the fact that you can unlock like 30 different animals um, made it super interesting and made me want to keep replaying it as these different critters to see how things would be different. I wish that game would get a, it was a another stab at it. Very unique game. Keeps coming mm-hmm. up when we talk about unique games and like survival games yeah and that was um that was an era where especially out of japan first party sony studios were doing a lot of weird and and um different things it was the golden age of what i used to call like the xbox live arcade era of indie games where you'd have every summer there'd be like this summer of arcade where 
the Xbox would like highlight a bunch of weird indie games on their live arcade thing. Yeah, and always, yeah. And it was always fun, and that like whole routine brought us games like Limbo and mm-hmm. uh, Tokyo Jungle. Yeah, that was Braid, Super Meat Boy, Braid, Bastion, Super, all of them. Yeah, insanely twisted Shadow Planet. There was there was some genuine, genuinely great games that came from there, and there was always yeah. uh, they always did them kind of during the summer, so that. Uh, it was like known that it was like, all right, it's going to be a slow month for triple uh, A games. So we're kind of going to like really yeah. put our weight behind these indies. Yeah, that was the point. And then like after the Xbox 360 gave way to the Xbox one, they just kind of stopped doing summer of arcade. And I was really disappointed. Yeah. 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 It seems like a weird pendulum swing. And then for a while, Sony was really like behind their indies and then they've kind of given up on that. And now it just seems like, all indies want to put their games on switch because switch has like a really uh, really high uh attach rate of yeah. like folks who buy a switch tend to buy a lot of games oh in terms this of animal games um someone mentioned un- on this un- ceiling. untitled goose game that is a good oh. example of a recent animal game that was a, oh. that was a big one. Oh yeah yeah uh, Andrew Hickenbottom asks, I think in relation to Tokyo Jungle, if it ever got a UK US release, it definitely released in the US. Yeah, I imagine in the UK as well. Yeah, I played it. Was a it was a first party Sony game. Yeah. Yeah, I played it on PS3, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's also on, I believe it's on PlayStation Plus now, PlayStation Now or whatever the fuck this thing is called that you can play it on. But yeah, it was an era Sony was doing stuff like that. It did um, that game Rain. Do you remember that? Uh, help me out. That's you a played as gener- like indie- that's a really generic yeah, fucking name. It is. It was uh, uh, uh again a first party indie Sony game where you played as like a, a ghost of a boy in the rain, and so you could only see your character when like water was falling on you. Oh, and it was I kind I of a, that. I did play yeah. Flower. Do you remember Flower? Flower. Yeah, yeah. Flower and 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 Journey was all of that same era. Um, Flower was a flower would probably be a good game to zone out to as well. Mm. That was a game where you just ostensibly controlled the wind. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Um, yeah, that was also the era. Like Sony did uh, Puppeteer, yeah, which was like a one. yeah, like a little two two D action adventure game, but with a really neat puppet aesthetic. Uh, oh, George Lucas said Man Eater as a game where he plays an animal. Oh, yeah. Plays a shark man eater. Yeah. Uh, Dominic says Desert Bus would be a perfect podcast game. Well, that was always the joke, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, Desert Bus for Hope sort of monopolized that one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Scam just said Cat Lateral Damage. If you remember that game where you just like a. It was like a first person cat game where you were just going to. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that one. That was a good one where it's like you embodied the cat by just kind of destroying everything. Um, SVS Guru. Oh, where'd it go? 
you disappeared. SPS Guru with a five euro donation. Thank you so much. Says, I don't think this game understands the joys of power washing, which is derived from obliterating dirt with the might of water. This just seems tedious. I mean, one man's tedious is another man's joy, right? Uh, yeah, I still say, like, Viscera Cleanup Detail did this better. There was definitely a lot more catharsis to it in that. Yeah. It is surprising. This is still the same level that you've been on for the last hour, right? Yep. Yeah. And there's still a lot, quite a lot. So, like, yep. these are these are kind of beefy levels. I haven't even started on the second floor. Yeah. I'm getting bogged down on these fucking railings. <laughs> oh, hang on. Uh, ooh, Rachel Simpson with a great point says, Mr. Mosquito, obviously. That's a game I always associated in that Katamari yes, Damacy yes. era. I never, I never said there weren't enough games about playing wild animals. I said there weren't many where you play as a cat, specifically. What is a mosquito if not uh, a cat of the insect world, though? Uh, I don't think that's how that works at all. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I don't think that, that that's how that goes. Uh, oh, yeah. There was also um, shown off this summer, uh, speaking of bugs, a game called Time Flies. Where you, it's this little indie game where you play as a fly, but um, at, the beginning of the, at the beginning of each level, you choose a country, and you... Oh, I heard about this. Yeah, you only live for the amount of seconds of the average lifespan of that country. Like, in terms of if it's 75, you only live for 75 seconds. And That's, so you see what you can get done. Yeah, then. that seems really arbitrary as mechanics go. Yeah. One wonders, yeah, like, the big question is why? Why is it yeah, like and, that? Why don't we just enter, like, I want to live for 60 seconds? Yeah, um... Yeah, and that's one of those things I'm, I'm uh, curious to see because that was like a, a thing they just briefly mentioned in the opening trailer, and uh, it uh, it's a thing a lot of people like clung to, but I don't know how it's actually going to be used in terms of the game. Maybe it's like uh, an art project, like the path. Yeah, yeah, it seemed like that, but with some, it seemed like there was actual kind of like little goals, like things you could do in that time. And it also had the. Um, kind of uh, uh, vibes of... Did you ever play Minute, that indie game? I did. Yeah, which was, uh, for folks who haven't played it, it's uh, kind of like a, a stripped-down, almost like an 8-16-bit Zelda-like, um, but your character is only alive for 60 seconds at a time. Uh, but you kind of... It's ostensibly a time loop game where you keep dying, but the, the things you can do in the world, you're slowly unlocking shortcuts or new items that you start with when you when you respawn and by the end of the game you can beat the game in that 60 second run um, yeah yeah it's pretty neat sort of a roguelike really yeah yeah sort of yeah I mean they're in the roguelite way I guess um, but people get really antsy about the uh, yeah the definition the nomenclature there yeah um, Scavenger with a $5 donation. Thanks so much. Scavenger said, did either of you play Away, the survival series? You play as a sugar glider trying to find its family, uh, but it's designed like a nature documentary. No. Uh, no, I didn't play that. that. I feel like I remember, I remember seeing the game Away. So what is a sugar glider? Not like a... It's a sort of, uh, flying rodent. Okay. Gotcha. In fact, oh, I, yeah, I think uh, my brother-in-law keeps a couple of pets. Oh, really? 
even yeah. I think like, they're a popular outdoor pets or indoor. They're a popular exotic pet, I think. Mm. Um, and uh, ironically enough, speaking of uh, uh, critter games, there's another one coming out. I think also tomorrow called Endling Extinction is Forever, where you play as a fox. Oh yes, I remember seeing that name coming up. Yeah. Uh, you, as the last mother fox on earth, your cubs need all the care uh, mother to fox. survive. Mother fox. Mother fox. <laughs> yeah, it almost looks like a little, like, uh, stray combined with Tokyo Jungle, sort of. Right. Post apocalyptic world. Yeah, that's old hat now. Sorry. Stray. Yeah. Pissed. Stray ate your lunch there. Stray absolutely ate your lunch. Stray's also getting crazy reviews. Is it? Good, good for the cat. I wouldn't yeah, say, it, I would, the embargo just went up, and it was getting a lot of nines. I wouldn't say it was amazing, but we'll save that till next week, I guess. People, uh, people fall victim to the sleight of hand trick of cute cats very, very easily. Well, that seems to be the case. I've always been yeah. more of a dog person. There you go. Haven't I, Toffee? Oh, little Toffee. He's sleeping. <laughs> Um, Toffee's had a long day. Toffee's had a long day. I apologize. This game is making you kind of want to go to the toilet because even with the sound turned all the way down, that's kind of the the feeling I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, Milky. Yeah, there was also a game called Half Minute Hero where you had thirty seconds to save the world. You can reset it with cash, etc. Ultra accelerated mini JRPGs, basically. I remember that one. A hero, yeah. What was this the first level of the game? Like, was there was there stuff beforehand? Like, was there like yeah, a short yeah. tutorial level? Yeah, there was. A, I cleaned a van, and I cleaned a bungalow, and I cleaned a children's play area. Good for the children. Were the children still there? Were you, like, hosing them down? In fact, you know what? One thing you can do is... If you go to the menu of, like, completed ones you've done... Yeah. You can actually play a replay, like a fast-motion replay of how you did it. I like that. That's good. Here's me doing the cleaning, the children's play area. Okay, that's nice. That's That's like a little bit of ASMR right there. Yeah. And here's me doing the bungalow... I really like that. That's actually really neat. Sort of makes you feel like you did it a lot more efficiently than you actually did. Yeah, whereas if someone watches you in real time, they're like, why why are we... What is this man doing? This one I did before, like, the 1.0 release, and that's presumably why there's no visible character. Oh, gotcha. That makes sense. Uh... Emmanuel with a uh, 250 uh, Dominican pesos donation. Thank you so much, Emmanuel. Says, is this it or is there a twist like in Frog Fractions? Yeah, I don't think there's like a weird. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be a twist. twist at this point. Yeah. It, why does there need to be a twist? Why can't it just be a game about cleaning stuff? Listen, some some people would have wanted just the, the, the frog to have their fractions, not have it break the fourth wall and get all wacky. Well, they missed the point, then. I think they missed the point, yeah. Uh, Gelden says there isn't a twist, but there are hidden stories you can uncover. Yeah, yeah. 
I don't know, I mean, I'm not even sure what that means in the stories. Like, is there a child like trapped in the in the in the chimney? There's like emails and stuff, and people like occasionally send you messages in the course of the mission. Interesting. But you can pay oh, attention to, or you can not bother paying attention to. It's up to you. Oh, there's another bloody porch. Uh, it's a, a two-porch. Oh, a back porch. Oh, yeah, no. It's a two-porch house. And realize we were cleaning for the 1%. Uh, Fitz Pleasure says, uh, there is a quote-unquote twist in career mode. The later maps get pretty weird. Gameplay-wise, not that much. Okay. No retreat. Sort of a cookie-clicker just... situation? Yeah, yeah. We end up hosing down Cthulhu or something? Yeah. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> I can find that. Well, I can't imagine he gets ter- has time to get dirty being under the sea so much. Uh, that is true. I guess he would be relatively clean. But maybe he's, I like, guess... so far down that he gets all the, 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 the seafloor muck on him. Maybe we could, like, clean the barnacles out of his armpits. Yeah. I'm sure you'd appreciate that. Oh, no, there's a, there's a, there's a porno man in the chat. Get the porno man out of here. Just, just the porno man. Hey, kids, it's the porno man. Porno man. It's the porno jingle man. of the porno van coming down the street. All the kids run out <laughs> to buy their fresh porno. I heard you guys were talking about the last mother fox. And the porno man, like, wears a straw boater and a stripy, stripy blazer, like, what's his name from The Simpsons? Oh, God, like the, the Conan O'Brien character, the guy who's no, trying the, to sell uh, them the monorail? Yeah, yeah, the monorail salesman. He dresses like that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's nice that he has like a porno jingle on his van too, so that at least you can always come in and, and get your uh, get your money's worth and, and run outside. Yeah, porno jingle goes wow, bow bill, bow deal. Captain Toasty just came to the chat and said, "What did I just arrive to?" You know what? The, you the porno man. Porno. Don't you get a porno man in your porno neighborhood? Man. After the ice cream yeah. man? Pornoman. Everyone knows the Pornoman. Pornoman? Like it's his last name. Yeah. John Pornoman. Yeah, I mean, so he was kind of he was kind of born into the uh, he was born into the life. Yeah. Uh, and yes, yeah, sorry, I misspoke. Phil Hartman uh, voiced the monorail man. Conan O'Brien wrote that episode. My apologies. Thank, thank you, detail Nazis. See, they're here. This is a nice detailed Nazi rally. Uh, Scavenger with a final donation. Thanks so much. Scavenger said, I found the trailer for Key Locker. Looks like Super Mario RPG mixed with Guitar Hero. Music is outlawed. Here's a guitar. Take on the man. Looks uh-huh. fun. Key Locker. Um, I've not, I've not heard of Key Locker. No, me neither. Oh, it does look, it has a kind of a neat look to it. Oh, there's it. It does seem like there's a lot of rhythm to it. I'm kind of, I'm gonna be honest, I'm kind of shit at rhythm games. I used to like play Expert Guitar Hero a lot. Yeah, yeah, a bit rusty these days. Could you play? What was the the through the the fires and the flames? Wasn't there like one song that was like notoriously the hardest? Yeah, song through the, I could do that on hard. The- I could I couldn't do it on expert. To be honest, that's genuinely impressive. Basically, every other, every other song I could do on Expert. That's that's genuinely impressive. Did you ever get into like the drums or the the bass with Rock Band? Not really. 
I was I was the guitar guy. Yeah. And I, can, uh, I, I quickly learned trying to play the drums that I have no again I have no rhythm whatsoever. It's not really that impressive when you get down to it, especially now no. Guitar Hero's not really in anymore. That is true. It's only played by weird obsessives who've downloaded that uh, open source Guitar Hero thing. Oh yeah, that's right. It's it is crazy how many uh, how many songs they they uh, added to that game where by the end, like if you actually wanted to buy them all, like this was like a two thousand dollar game. It was crazy how there were so many individual Guitar Hero games when you only really needed one. Yeah, like that's that was the perfect game to just stick as a platform. Yeah, and then uh, you know they they made such a big deal out of getting the the Beatles license and stuff, and actually had like the story mode with that and everything. But then they had like a Rocks or a, a Aerosmith one and a Green yeah. Day one, and you're like, well, what are we doing here? Uh, SVS Guru with a five euro donation is asking if there is uh, a version where you were called in to help the cops uh, hose protesters. And I'm going to be honest, I hope there's not a level like that. No. Again. That probably wouldn't be good. No, having actual human characters would probably go a bit, be a bit beyond the developer's scope. Yeah. Uh, and Sarur Sarau, thank you so much for the donations. As uh, I like playing Monster Hunter when listening to audiobooks or podcasts. Once you get into the loop, it's oddly relaxing. Uh, yeah, I think again, any of those, any of those games where you feel like you can just sort of like let your brain go on autopilot and let your fingers do all the work. Um, yeah. I think those are the perfect games to be able to, especially if I don't know if you guys are like me, like my my backlog of not only podcasts I actively listen to, but ones I'm like, oh, this would be kind of neat. I guess I would um, want to get into this show someday is just kind of never-ending. Mm. So much choice. Spoiled for choice. Over the days when much. there were just like four TV channels. See? And if one of them wasn't showing something you wanted to see, you would just had to lump it and go read a book or go ride Shit your bike. Shit out of luck. Exactly. That was before uh, 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 serial killers and child molesters, so, so it was nice to be able to ride your bike without being murdered. Yes, the world yeah. was generally better. Yeah. And abortion was legal. So, yeah, man. <laughs> Jesus. How far we've come. I feel like there's always like a nostalgic longing that sort of ignores the bad parts, but yeah. on the other hand, abortion was still legal. Yeah. So, uh... Obviously, the world isn't getting any better. Yeah. And for that small stretch of time, uh, same-sex marriage was just a given right, as opposed to being like, well, what if we go back and change that? Yeah. A dumb country. Again, as you have said before, <laughs> please vote. If you can, yeah, please vote. Please vote, kids. Oh, that is speakeasy brings up uh, an interesting point of how <laughs> a lot of those music games like Guitar Hero and Rock Band couldn't exist in the streaming era because um, ah, yeah. they'd be just slammed with DMCA's. Well, that might change the way like Napster eventually convinced the music industry to come around. Yeah, I mean it's a funny thing. Like even in the uh, so as dusk falls has. Um, 
licensed music in it, like nothing super notable, but there are, yeah, Yeah. songs in it. And in the, uh, in the like review guide, they were like, we've cleared all these songs. They are good to use, but you might want to still play, stream the game without music because, uh, we don't have control at the end of the day over, you know, if Twitch gives you Twitch or YouTube, give you a strike, we can't, um, See, you know, we can't, a, yeah. can't help you with that. See, there was a time when game publishers sort of came down on Let's Players and streamers, and they changed their tune when they realized it was just bringing more awareness to that stuff. So yeah. I, I think there might be a sea change here. Maybe, like, yeah. music licenses, license owners will eventually realize there's nothing. If you if we're fine with streaming the shit on Spotify, might as well just let them stream it wherever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it seems... Uh, and then Guitar Hero comes roaring back, baby! <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I remember when uh, when Persona 5 first came out, Atlas had this really archaic um, point, like, thing where, like, they would uh, send you notices if you streamed past a certain time of the game, and it was like... yeah into the final 20 hours and it just seems like so completely asinine because it's like well it's one thing if you're like please don't spoil the game in your review I understand that but if someone is streaming your full game like they are clearly doing a service for you and yeah just being ultimately asking as an arm yeah I think that's also uh, certain Japanese companies probably being behind the times when it comes to certain stuff like that that was one of those better to seek forgiveness than permission situations yeah yeah Everyone had gone to the game publishers and said, hey, we want to, like, broadcast the entirety of your game online for free. A lot of them would probably just say, no, don't do that, you assholes. Yeah, yeah. We want people to play the game themselves and be surprised. Yeah. But then people did it anyway, and hey, what do you know? It, like, boosted sales, because what's the first thing someone does when they watch you playing a game? They say, can I have my go? Yeah, that looks neat. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like a movie where if you just watch the whole thing, then that's it. Actually yeah. playing the game is like a whole extra experience. Yeah. Yeah, and I have to imagine that the average stream probably does... It probably sells more copies of a game than it does someone who was going to buy the game watching it and being like, oh, no, I'm not going to do that now. I mean, unless it's like a piece of shit game, which yeah, that's, that's on them for making Yeah, we're back on the railings, everyone. I'm going to be honest, I really miss the railings. Uh, SVS Guru with a 5 euro donation again. Thank you so much, SVS Guru. says, we have an ongoing plague war in the Ukraine, global warming, abortion is illegal, and BMW wants a subscription for its heated car seats. Truly the end times. Well, as many have noted, we are definitely in what's called late-stage capitalism. Mm -hmm. But what I try to say to myself as a parent of children who are going to have to deal with all this shit, is that uh, the world isn't going to end. It's just going to change. And twas ever thus. The world is always changing. If you resist it, you become a conservative. So don't do that. Yeah. Well said. I mean, the uh, odds of any sort of, like, apocalyptic scenario just relies on too much happening simultaneously. 
I mean, there's not going to be like a major global like crumbling of civilization. There's pretty much nothing that would cause that. It's just I like every now and again a city's going to slide into the ocean and everyone else will just get on. Say, everyone will just slowly move inland. Yeah. And finally, Nick's dream of uh, the escapist Midwest office will, will be true. Bill Hicks's dream of Arizona Bay. There you go. Oh, God. Uh, PJ Carr, with a very good comment, said, this game is really on rails. Hey. Well, well done. Well done, TJ. You get uh, two millimeters on it added onto your EP. <laughs> well done. Millimeter, that's huge. Congrats, dude. Um... Uh, Milky with a highlight message said, "So you're telling me the average stream of 12 minutes caused an increase in sales? <laughs> I bet. Well, I, there I, are exceptions. I, yeah, I don't know. I guess there's really no like uh, metric for how that works. But um, end of the know. day, if it's a solid product, then people seeing it will generally want to buy it. And if it isn't a solid product, people streaming it isn't your biggest problem. Yeah." Also, maybe like an entirely new audience of, of, of um, cousin fuckers would be like, ooh, finally. It came sister fuckers. Sister, yeah. excuse me. Yeah, like literally. Don't get it twisted. Fucker. Don't get it twisted. The one nice thing is uh, uh, I, I played 12 minutes in my two settings and I've just forgot about it. So that's good. Well, there you go. Kind of quickly. Annapurna is a, such a funny publisher because they're the publishers of Stray. And again, like most of the times, like their games are at the very worst interesting. And it seems like 12 minutes is the only one that people have been like, Eesh, ooh, ooh, what's going on? Yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. yeah. Uh, they're just an indie publisher. Yeah. It's the developers that, that are the suspect ones. <laughs> Maybe they didn't even finish the game. They were just like, oh, this this seems great. Yeah, time loop on the foe. Perfect. All of a sudden yeah. the game comes out and they spit their spit their coffee out and they're like, whoa, whoa, what? Also, you all can't say Marty again with the incest. Anytime we bring up 12 minutes, that's just what we bring up. Yeah, because that's like a big part of that game. You can't really avoid it. Uh, Seth Lido says, Marty, the demographic is don't glorify incest. I mean, that's not, but the game kind of glorifies it. <laughs> well, I think uh, I think Game of Thrones sort of broke the seal on that one. Yeah, I'm watching. I'm rewatching Game of Thrones now um, because I'm an idiot and because um, I wanted to rewatch it before the new series um, debuts next month. Yeah, I mean that's how you know Man. that's a fantasy story, and that like Targaryens have been like breeding brother and sister for like thousands of years, and they're still like really <laughs> pretty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You still have Daenerys. I mean, if you look at like. If you hear about the old stories about the ancient Egyptian royalty, no, oh, yeah, like, like Tutankhamun, like could barely stand up. Yeah, he was he was almost inbred out of existence. FSD 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 thirty three DSF with a two pound donation. I don't know if that was a real person or a bot, but otherwise, oh no, it is a real person. It all went downhill after Harambe died. This can't be a coincidence. Yeah. He was the chosen one. Power washes out for Harambe. Uh, George Lucas being upset at 12 minutes says, you know what else glorifies incest anime? George Lucas, uh, you know what else had a little bit of sister kissing? Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. 
just a touch. And not, just, neither just of them knew it, they were brother and sister at the time. Ah, they were both a little force sensitive. I think they they had they had inklings. I mean, for me, like the worst thing is Queen Amidala shacking up with someone she met when he was like a ten-year-old boy. That's extreme problems there. Like, I don't. They just should have just cast a different actor. They just have the have the boy be slightly yeah. older. That easy. There's a, yeah, there's some power dynamics in play yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. A, a whole lot of problems with the Phantom Menace are fixed if they just cast like someone who's supposed to be like sixteen, seventeen. Someone who's the same age as Natalie Portman. Yeah. Yeah. Someone who wasn't a fucking kid who said yippee. <laughs> uh, Geronimo Torres says, imagine Daenerys Habsburg. Yeah. And that's pretty much, you know, that would pretty much be it. Uh, scavenger with a two dollar donation said, "Marty, uh, better they had inklings than younglings." That is true. Well, well said, scavenger. I think I enjoyed the children's play area level a lot more than this one. Yeah, it seems like that would have had more uh, variety and variation, right? Than, yeah, than... it was colorful, and I got to go down the slide. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. You should be able to do, like, a minor home invasion in this. Unless this is your home, and that's just going in your no, home. No, no, no. We're, we're like a power-washing business. We've been hired to clean someone's house. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, no, I don't think there is any interiors. It'd be funny if there were interiors, and you could just, like, power hose, and they had, like, uh, ragdoll physics, so you could just wreck a bunch of shit in the house. That'd be nice. Yeah, probably not supposed to use power washers inside the house. No, that seems like a very bad idea. I mean, even this is sort of suspect, because we're, like, going right up to the cracks around the doors. Probably, uh, soaking into the carpet just inside. <laughs> yeah. You're really ruining this house. Hey, now, that's a nice, obedient ping. Thank there you, you floor. Uh, okay, why can't you be like the floor, railing? Drama with a good point. Who let this house get this dirty? Uh, you know, maybe there was like a fire in the neighborhood and this everything got soot. yeah, everything got covered in soot, and then this was like a vacant house. This neighborhood does have like a Pleasantville kind of like a, a an uncomfortable vibe to it. It certainly seems like the sort of neighborhood where they use power washers everywhere. It really does, yeah, yeah. It's like first against the wall when the revolution comes, street. Yeah. Seth Lido says a volcano. Maybe a volcano did this, but wouldn't the volcano have hit every other house and not just like was it? Maybe this is just the first the one that hasn't got we haven't got the yet. The last one that hasn't been covered with volcanic ash. Yeah. I guess if that's the that's the maybe that's the story people were talking about. Like yeah. Due to very complicated gerrymandering, this is like the one house that isn't part of the HOA. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, people are saying that legitimately the, the people theorized that it was a volcano that did this. So that's good. Congrats to the volcano. 
Well, pretty much every level is like the entire structure is covered in dirt. You have to clean every last inch of it. Yeah, so I guess that would make sense. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, Doran Grossman Naples with a two dollar donation. Uh, let me reemphasize: this was this came a few minutes ago when we were talking about Padme grooming Anakin. Said, oh, "I'll try right. grooming. That's a good trick." <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that uh, that comment wasn't read out of out of context. Reference: the best kind of humor. <laughs> Uh, Dixie Normus with a 449 pound donation. Thanks so much, Dixie. Says, as someone who power washed their garden, it did not take this much water to clean. Well, your garden yeah, wasn't yeah. the victim of a, of a volcano. I hope you live in Seattle or somewhere very rainy. As I say, yeah. If this was in California, we'd probably have, like, emptied the reservoir by now. Mm hmm. Uh, Bearbomb, uh, been a member for seven months using the early access comment to say, where's the competitive power washing esports league? I would be genuinely curious to see the, like, a speed run of this level. There is a like, time attack mode built into the game, okay. if you're into that. But why stress yourself out? That's it's literally the opposite of what this, uh, of, of what this game is supposed to be. Yeah, it's a zen game. Yeah. Uh, an SES guru with another five euro donation uh, said Padme pining for a guy she knew as a kid isn't the only thing. <laughs> Got really aroused after he killed not just the men, but the women and the children, too. Yeah. Uh, turns out it's probably a, a doomed relationship to start with. Was she into that? Yeah, who knows? I guess she did bang him after that, but she also banged him after the the sand. I don't like sand speech, so... Mm, I don't yeah. think she was even listening to him most no, of the time. No, no. She just liked having no. a himbo bouncing around the room. Who <laughs> was able to, like, levitate a pair over to her using yeah. the force. Just yeah. thinking, why are you still talking? I just want to... I just want sloppy makeouts. <laughs> I do like imagining uh, uh, Anakin as the first himbo in the Star Wars universe. Uh, Pendragon with a file donation. Thank you so much, Pendragon. Says, I live in Seattle. There's so much moss that power washing is a constant process if you actually want to do it. That'd be cool if, like, one of the things you power wash in this game were, like, old ruins that had all, like, mossy stuff. I've heard people say moss might be a better alternative to lawns. A better, more economical alternative. A yeah, because I think lawns, lawns don't do shit. Whereas, no. like, if you sort of have moss or, like, more natural plants and shit in your lawn they, they, they act as a better ecosystem <clears throat> da, 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 da. getting all the fiddly bits 
fiddly bits. I mean, just doing like a big empty expansive wall, that's like, that's easy. That's like popping bubble wrap. There you go. It's the fiddly bits where the boys are separated from the men. Fiddly bits where the boys are separated from the men. Wonderful. Yeah, don't take that out of context. Yes, that's no. one pinged fucking railing right there. Heck yeah. That is satisfying that after all that work when it's like uh, you get the gratification of the game being like you've done yeah. well, son. Yeah, it's nice when the game goes, yeah, all right, that'll do. Yeah, that is, that's in, what in it real, is. It's Farmer Hoggett yeah. thing, that'll do, pig. No pinging in real life, though. That's no, why it's not as fun. If only there was pinging in real life. Um, my surprise to host there. Uh, yes, slightly something else is now two hours long with our with our with our new yeah. um, format. A new format where we just play a game and talk over it. So I guess yeah, this would be a good place to air a lot of podcasty games, or maybe yeah. even like just play the original Dark Souls with some kind of skill run on. I can yeah. certainly do that without thinking very hard. Exactly. Yeah. Any any favorite game from the past that you you've played ad nauseum? Chat. What do you think are good podcast games for us to play going forward? Just like I, was, I was tempted to like keep playing the new No Man's Sky in this format. Yeah, I feel like that would be a, a, a pretty solid game to just kind of veg out to. Just see where it goes. Yeah. Donald Torres says, is there a podcast simulator? Someone had to have made a podcast simulator at oh, some point. Probably. There's like, like streaming simulator games. I know that much. Yeah, yeah. Although it's generally just like a generic management game. They don't usually, like, simulate the act of streaming itself. Yeah. J. Carr says, when do we get simulation simulator? That's it. That's like the, the final uh, the final vestige is when we get a simulator about simulators and then sim, cool sim. simulation just... Sim uh, Sim. I think people have been making <laughs> that joke since the 90s. When, like, they were making, like, Sim Ant and Sim Farm. Yeah, and yeah. And Sim Ant. Ooh, love that high-powered nozzle. You could, like, cut through butter with this one it's just this game should just have a, a just a entire lineup of things you can cut in half using uh it's like a bunch of watermelons you can cut in half yeah remember in metal gear solid 2 wasn't it like the main like metal gear one of its weapons was like a high pressure water jet that yeah basically cut like a laser yeah yeah you know how kojima was with his currently existing technology loved it there's, there, there's, that whole, there's a whole line in Metal Gear Solid 1 where he, like, they're talking up the Soliton radar and the Red General goes, and remember Snake, this all is based on currently existing technology. And I'm like, I should fucking hope so, General. <laughs> <laughs> I did all my research, don't you remember, worry. Remember, don't worry Snake, this weapon is based on make-believe. <laughs> we all uh, believed in it very hard. It's vitally important you don't stop believing it or it'll stop working. <laughs> and then an angel will fall down dead or something. Uh, that That's what happens. Um, if, if, if Snake doesn't believe hard enough in all the technology he's using, an angel just falls. Which is sad. 
We're solid snake. Uh, Rufus Omega, in terms of uh, suggesting games, said anything so dull that there's literally no reason to refer to whatever. This is supposed to be a podcast, after all. Many people will not be able to see the screen. Yeah, well, that's that's kind of what drove this decision to play this yeah, game. Yeah, this isn't. This also isn't only a podcast. Like this show makes primarily makes all of its money by uh, folks who tune in live or folks who tune into the YouTube thing, and so the, we still want to yeah. obviously serve the podcast audience. But um, we're a QA. Yeah, exactly. As well as everything else. Yes, I think we, uh, uh, from from our trial run last week with uh, Omori, we sort of figured out what kind of games probably don't work well for it. Yeah, we got, um, a, we got a just, feel for what people wanted Yeah, uh, from so, the format. Yeah, so we, we are hearing you loud and clear, and uh, just uh, we appreciate you uh, sticking with us as we, we slowly refine this. So if you're not watching, if, if you're only listening and not watching, you're missing out on me cleaning this back wall like a pro. Exactly. You can't even imagine. You missed out on several goofs we made earlier, both in terms of a word written in Power Wash and the face of Nick in Power Wash. Yeah, I cleaned that away. Can't see that anymore. And, and see, George Lucas, we moved over to Twitch as well. So, so look at that. We're catering to a larger audience. Everything's everything's looking up. Um, Andrew White winner with a two dollar dono. Thank you so much, Andrew. Said finished man who was Thursday. What's next? Oh, did you like that one? G.K. Chesterton. I was thinking it's quite good. Have you read Three Men on a Boat by Jerome K. Jerome? Hmm. What's, what's Three Men on a Boat from? It's, uh, it's, uh, it's like sort of satirical, it's partly fictional biography about a dude in Victorian England going on a tour on a boat with his mates. And it's the sort of like uh, writing style that was like the evolutionary ancestor to P.G. Woodhouse and Douglas Adams and all those sorts of clever British satirical writers. Oh, but it was written before, long before those? Yeah, like 19th century. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow, interesting. There you go. Uh, SVS Guru with a two euro donation said, uh, quote, love that high power nozzle, end quote. That's what she said. I'm not sure what she said. You get it. Thank you for bringing it down to a more low common denominator there. I was about to say, like, if, if you're referring to 19th century literature, then uh, it, there needs to be a counterbalance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, never, that never guy. Of, oh. Never thought of three one on a boat as uh, literature. It was like a fun, I, uh, like a funny thing that people would read. In my mind, anything written before the year nineteen hundred, I just classify as literature. It's important to remember a lot of the shit, like, uh, like classic literature stuff, was just like written for the proles as like the fun, a fun, silly thing to waste time with. That's for why I like always the lowest common denominator. Yeah, that's why I like Dumas as well. Three Musketeers, Count of Monte Cristo. He was very much writing for the for the you know the cheap seats. Yeah, yeah. It's all fun. Like it's, all, of what? it's all fun adventure and sword fights. I don't think of it as literature. Yeah, the stuff that eventually became like the summer beach reading that became yeah. big, like like Jaws and the Exorcist and stuff like that. Yeah, that's why I like it. It's fun. It's not like dry and stuffy the way literature is. Reading can be fun. 
that guy you know with the final Ardono says, in-game, the dirt is volcanic ash, though that makes you a very naughty crime boy because it needs to be carefully cleaned up, not blasted away. Yeah, I guess in theory, if this was ash, wouldn't it just be, like, in the air? So if your character's not wearing, like, a hazmat <laughs> suit, you'd be breathing in all this volcanic ash? Well, if you look at the box art, we are most definitely wearing a hazard suit, yes. Oh, well, that's good. We look like like one of the Among Us dudes. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Scavenger of the Final Donation says, I'm not sure if this should be a donation for Yahtzee to play kind words on stream or forbid him from playing. What's kind words, then? <clears throat> kind words was a game that you wrote little messages and they went out to another random player and it was all about... It was almost like taking the message system of a Souls game but turning it into, like, writing nice little letters to people, but the aesthetics were kind of this, like, lo-fi unpacking kind of look to it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I, I don't, I personally do not think it would be a good game to play in this. But it was, a, it was a neat little experiment thing. Let's climb onto the roof. How are you going to get up there? Yeah, I'm sick of the floor. Let's roof it up. Also yeah, the floor, the floor that's, could a, be lava. that's a clean-ass roof. Clean Look ass at roof. me, pissing on the world. <laughs> uh, Travis McNasty said, I did this as a job. Pressure washers run on gas. wasting It's a waste of time and money. Interesting. Gas and water, I assume? Yeah. I mean, the water has to come from somewhere, right? Yeah, I mean, you have to have a big hose behind you, right? Yeah. Well, we, have to, like, we need to have a big old tank somewhere. Yeah. Probably on our back. Uh, Gelden, been a member for eight months, using the bonus content to say, uh, could power washing be considered an example of emergent narrative? What would uh, What would you do to better make a game like this one? Well, as I was, I was saying earlier, there's a, a lot of potential in the notion of, like, revealing stuff. Yeah. So we were revealing, like, graffiti earlier. We could reveal, like, like secret power signals placed there by an evil cult that wished to rule the world. See? That sounds nice. And we're just sort of blithely ruining all their plans by taking all their secret signals off the buildings. So, or, ensuring that their magic will not work when they cast the ritual. You could even include, um, in the way that there's that, uh, the, the little glowy cheer every time you completely clear something to almost have, like, a an, an accompanying animation or thing that happens. Like, you've cleaned the porch, and then a couple of squirrels run out or something, or... You clean an area and flowers bloom on the side of the house, so... Or a small child runs out, slips on the cleaning fluid, and breaks their nose on the deck. Yeah, exactly. And I screams and really screams nice. and screams and screams. Yeah, I think that's really nice, actually. So, speaking of someone with a toddler, you have to, like, wait for a reaction when they fall. Because if you start, like, like, offering them sympathy and stuff, they might, like, start playing it up. Yeah, they're sort of going to, like, mirror whatever emotion you uh, give to them. Yeah. They just wait for reactions. If they, like, stay lying down and start howling, and if, like, mm -hmm. 
blood starts spreading out from underneath them. Probably time to start like turning on the sympathy. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Otherwise, otherwise, if you just don't acknowledge it, they just pop up and say, "Right, straight back to what I was doing." Easy peasy. See, look at that. You didn't think you'd get you'd get parenting tips. Parenting tips: don't have a kid with your sister. Parenting yeah. tips: um, good, yeah, good start. Yeah, and then parenting tip number two is: if your child falls, uh, try to try to convey uh, 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 c- compassion while also remaining calm. Yes. Easy peasy. Be the adult in the room. Be the adult you want to see in the world. Mahatma Gandhi. Uh, that guy you know with another $2 dono said three men on a boat read by Hugh Laurie is great. That's a very fitting uh, choice. Person to read that? Yeah. Yes. Very much his brand of, you know, comedy Englishness. Yeah. I know people in America mainly know him from House. In which That's he was playing, in which he was playing absolutely against type. If you like knew any of his previous work, where he was, he, he usually played like a, an upper class twit. He played like Bertie uh, Wooster okay. in the adaptations of the Jeeves and Wooster books. No, I don't know who those people are. Those don't sound like real people. Okay. Jeeves and Wooster. But yes, the famous books by P. G. Woodhouse. No, yeah, these people are famous. Never heard any of these. Ah, forget it. <laughs> are they like lost i know about lost was he on lost no he wasn't on lost he should have been lost was great uh sps guru with another two euro donation said my fave is gentlemen's special interest literature that's is porn, that the isn't name it? of the book i think that is porn gentlemen's special yes. okay for a second i was reading that thinking it was the name of one of these books you keep talking about <laughs> <laughs> and then I realized, like, you're just talking about pornos. SBS Guru, you're just talking about cranking it. Andrew Bright Winner, I don't think these are famous books. Like, I don't want to, like, toot my own horn, but I feel like they aren't, like, capital F famous. But uh, I think they're famous. Maybe they're famous in England. But maybe. Yeah. As I said, they were, like, uh, one of the codifiers of the genre of clever English writing mm. that most people know from like Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide. I, like I know Douglas Adams. I know Hitchhiker's Guide. Yeah, know most, yeah most people know that one. I'm saying yeah, P.G. Woodhouse, was, PG Woodhouse and Jerome K. Jerome are like the, the, the ancestors in the DNA of Hitchhiker's Guide. Gotcha. Gotcha. It's the, it's the, the, the pitfall to, um, to the Super Mario Brothers of of Douglas Adams. If you like. I don't know how to read, so you just got to tell me it in video game form. Um, and I'm interested because I consider donation. I consider my writing style to be very influenced by Douglas Adams and his whole set. Well, there you go. That, may, that makes sense. That holds a, holds a very special place that's, for you. That's Yeah, that's why I bring him up. Yeah. <laughs> mm. um, 10-7 uh, with a final donation says, I always recommend the book The Confederacy of Dunces. I've read that book. Look at that. Is that can't one get, good? Can't get a fast one past me. Yes, it is. And I, the only reason I read it was because uh, there have always been rumblings of them turning it into like a big budget movie. I think Spielberg was set to make it once with Tom Hanks. That never came out. Uh-huh. Uh, Seth Alitos, in relation to something you said earlier about how this is like your piss, saying that if your piss behaves like this, you should see a doctor. Which is probably, which is probably true. I think you should, like call Hollywood 
<laughs> I mean, this is that's this is really impressive if you can yeah, that there. Yeah. Get the TV cameras yeah. over. You you belong in a museum. You could probably like aid humanity in some way. There you go. Irrigate the Sahara with your dick. <laughs> but imagine how much you'd have to drink. You'd have to just be constantly drinking. You'd have to have like a hose going into your mouth. Uh, Henry asks, uh, oh no, that wasn't Henry, sorry. Nob Yogurt says, has Marty read The Once and Future King? I have read The Once and Future King. There you go, two books I've read. Look at that. There you go. King. You could then pass me. Have you read The Princess Bride? Uh, no, I've seen the movie though. Great movie. That doesn't count. I've watched the movie with subtitles. Uh, that still doesn't count. Oh, um... The novelty of cleaning the roof has worn off. Uh, I'm floored that... Like, do you think we'll we'll finish this map in ten minutes? Like, nope. Nope. That's, what a this, level! Yeah, this is uh, this game is designed for killing as much time as possible, I fear. I feel. Incredible. That's genuinely impressive. Remember when games would actually last you a long time? They weren't like Stray in over in four fucking hours. <laughs> Bit of a cock tease after such a long summer drought. Guess it's hard to justify that to the publishers when they're big money makers of stuff that where they're still releasing content eight months down the line. That is true, yeah. Uh, Sometimes, is, uh, like, oh. some stories don't hold up to, like, extension. No, they really don't. Sometimes um, stuff can be over in four hours, and that's fine. I do okay. Sometimes, uh... I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I think, uh... I think we put too... I, I feel like we're moving away from it, but I feel, I, I feels like we put too much, uh emphasis on um, length of games like mm. especially in uh, in reference to like value um, yeah I was talking about this in my extra punctuation about dying lights boast oh yeah the whole 500 hours yeah shenanigan well it's just a strange thing because like you know money is a, a, a subjective thing like how much $60 is the one person might not be the same yeah. as another person and time is the same thing like maybe I value my time more than my money or vice versa this is why we need universal basic income exactly every money, every uh, money has the same value for everyone yeah every man woman and child needs to be given a set amount of money uh, for video games and then we can decide which ones are worth it and that's easy Uh, Grunger says there's something to be said about length if they're charging 70 plus US dollars. Uh, I disagree. I disagree. I, again, I said both money and time should not be factors, and you just said, but what if it's $70? Yeah, read the room, Grunger. <laughs> but also, that is me disagreeing. That is me not saying you need to all agree with me, because like I said, if the if you, if to you you think uh, a game should be X amount of hours for X amount of dollars, um, then more power to you. It's your money and your time. Who am I to tell you what to do with it? More um, power washer to you. Look at that. 
Uh, Scavenger with another ten dollar dono. Thank you so much. Scavenger said, Yahtzee, have you read any of Jasper Ford? I'm working on the air affair and alternative history England when people interact with literary where people interact with literary works and agents have to stop them from changing the stories. I have indeed read Jasper Ford. It's pretty good. Uh, makes me think of uh, another book I've read called To Say Nothing of the Dog, which was a book about someone time traveling into the plot of Jerome K. Jerome's Three Men in a Boat. So after you've read Three Men in a Boat, you might want to read that one as well. And that was not written by him? It was written by someone no, else? No, yeah, it was someone Interesting. else. Interesting. Yeah. It was like a fan work. Gotcha. If you like. Well, at least we like, got one big bit of roof done. I, I feel like we're making exceptional progress. We got, yeah, well, if you look at the top left, we are officially two-thirds of the way through this house. That's that is this is like ostensibly a three-hour level. Like <laughs> I don't know why that's just like blowing my mind. This is a very long level. Yeah, and as I say, we're not even that far into the game. No, not at all. And, and then like unlock a level where you just have to clean a motorbike, and it's over in like two minutes flat. Can you do, do uh, the levels when you enter them? Sort of like tell you how long a thing might take. No, I guess you just supposed to sort of gauge from experience. Uh, yeah, assume based on what the thing is. I like that when games give you a little clue of like how long a thing. Like, uh, uh, there's like puzzle, little puzzle games and stuff that'll be like, oh, this will probably take you ten minutes because it's nice to know, like, oh, I have this amount of time left on my. Well, commute. you might be dealing with a very, very thick player. The games need that to take good. that into account. Just exactly. I guess that is true. Yeah, that time is uh, very subject to change. Uh, Andrew Rightwinger says, wait, so Stray is seriously only four hours? Can you say how long it took you? Or do you want to say how long it took you? Well, yeah, I, I happen to know it was like four and a half hours because at the end it records the length of the time on the game save. And I remember noting, I, four and a half hours, that wasn't very much. I think every single game should have that. If only for when I write a review and I'm like, I don't know how long that game took and it didn't tell me, so I'm going to guess X amount of hours. Sometimes I also sort of think it's... Can, sometimes that sort okay. of thing can surprise you. Like, you'll think you've only been playing a game for like four hours, then you look at it and said you... This was like... You were on this for 16 hours, you psychopath. Yeah. There's also a lot of times I won't trust a time because it'll be like if I paused it or... You know, with games now, I'll, like, leave it on or just hit the, the main Xbox button and then come back. And I'll be like, oh, you've definitely been playing this game for 24 hours. And it's like, I have not. You lied to me. Yeah, sometimes it's misleading because it doesn't. It only counts, like, successful runs. Like, it doesn't count all the times you died and restarted a level. Yeah, yeah. Boy, this is um, stubborn stains on this roof. It really is. Guess we'll have to get the red out. The super powerful one. Uh, George Lucas says The Boy and His Dog is a very interesting movie based on a book. Uh, yeah, I've, I've both read the book and seen the movie. I'm a big fan of A Boy and His Dog. If you like, sort of laid the groundwork for a lot of modern post apocalyptic stuff. 
American Fury said, does anyone know if Xbox's quick resume pauses the game clock? I would hope it does. But, again, not sure. Man, this particular bit of roof is just covered in stubborn dirt. That was, about, like that was the, where the volcano hit hardest. It's like the birds all had a grudge. Yeah. Uh, Geronimo Torres says, uh, with a $2 donation, says, wait, this is just Super Mario Sunshine, DMCA. I guess that was, was, was Sunshine the first, like, cleaning game? Uh, depends how you define cleaning game, I suppose. A lot of, yeah. I mean, Space Invaders could be defined as a cleaning game. That's true, yeah, clearing the screen of all the shit, yeah. Tetris. Yeah. Cleaning of all the blocks. I'd argue Sunshine's more of a platformer than a cleaning game. This is true. Okay. Hey, I'd hardly done any of that roof and it pinged. Whatever, I'll, t- <laughs> I'll take it. Maybe at a certain point the ro- the game's just like, alright, you've been playing for a long time. We need to, we need to give him something. We need, to, yeah. we need to throw out a little biscuit for the boy. Uh, scavenger said, uh, that must have been Tippy Hedron's room. Hashtag highbrow with a $2 donation. Uh, okay. Look at that. Is that a psycho reference? Uh, like Psycho the... Because the, the, she was in Psycho? Uh, I think. I think that's yeah. who she is. Yeah, because I think she was the... She, she like was in a bunch of Hitchcock stuff, I believe. I'm oh, not sure. Maybe that oh, was... Oh, the birds. Oh, I think they're talking about the birds. The birds. Scrawl. Yeah, because of the birds shitting everywhere. I get you. Mm-hmm. I'm picking up what you're throwing down. You can't trick us. You did trick us a little bit, but we got untricked. Don't you worry. Well, we're getting through this pretty quick now. We focused on all the fiddly bits at first. Or, or it's <laughs> 73% already. That's right. Guggle up. Janet Lee was in Psycho. Well, she wasn't in Psycho for long. No. She was definitely in the beginning of Psycho. Did you just spoil that Janet Lee dies in Psycho? You, know you bastard. Alfred Hitchcock to, would be very upset. It's time he would uh he would enter and exit the frame from his grave. Uh, you hear, you hear how like spoilers. how like psychotic Alfred Hitchcock was about people not spoiling Psycho. Have, there was like trailers where he was taught where it was literally about like see the yeah. movie like he would come out and tell people not to spoil it. Yeah, he'd say, please, for God's sake, don't spoil this movie. Well, he's dead now. He can't do anything. We can spoil all of his movies. Yeah. Imagine if he'd been, like, making films in the modern era. When yeah, it'd be like... Everything's spoiled by memes in, like, ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. Or their own, their own social media account for the thing would spoil it, like, the weekend yeah. it came out. Or the trailer for Terminator 2 spoiled the fact that Arnie wasn't the was a good in guy. this one. Yeah, which the film really seems to be trying to keep a secret up until it's revealed. It handled like the entire first act. It keeps it a secret. It's pretty yeah. impressive. Oh well, uh, I guess we're mostly done. Besides this uh, last bit of roof, oh, and uh, the upper part of that wall. Maybe That'd I'll uh, finish this off in my spare time while I listen to a podcast later today. Look at that! It all comes together. <clears throat> Yeah, I guess we could just leave it like that. People could just live in the bottom half of the house. 
and just say, oh, we, oh, we don't, yeah. we don't, we don't talk about the top half of the house. That's where Crazy Mildred lives. No, oh, no, not Crazy Mildred. Yeah, do we just like stamp her food flat and shove it under the door. <laughs> Only crackers for Mildred. Right. Well, uh, it's twelve o'clock, and we've been playing this for two hours, and I got shit to do. Hope you've enjoyed listening to slightly something else today. Heck yeah. We'll probably play more of this sort of thing in future. And just have a nice jolly chat and a Q&A so we can all just chill. Everyone exactly. needs a bit of chill time on a Monday when, you know, the the work week looms ahead. Exactly. And now, Andrew Hickamadam, we've officially played Power Washing Simulator. So please never ask us to play Power Washing Simulator again. Hell, I'll play it next week if you want. I don't care. <laughs> if you if you chat, if you're not good, we're gonna play it next week as well. Uh what are we coming up this week? What's coming up later today? Uh in an hour I'll be joining Jack uh for his continuation of his uh Elden Ring Explosives only run. Uh we're currently at the Fire Giant. Um Jack has made incredible progress in the game. We're nearing that last stretch of complete pain in the ass bosses, so um Join us for that, and then uh, tomorrow we'll be back uh, normal time with Editor's Hour at noon. Uh, Hidden Gems will be at 3 p.m. Uh, Jesse will be joined by Jamate. Um, and then, yeah, Wednesday will be Breakout and uh, post ZP on... Have you told the folks what ZP is on? Can we talk about what ZP is on? Yeah, this week's ZP is on Rainbow Billy and the Curse of the Leviathan. Which is we were an, about the game last week. Yeah, it was an indie game came out last year, and absolutely everyone seems to have slept on. But someone gifted me mm-hmm. on, on Steam, and I said, "Fuck it." There you go. Whatever we can do, whatever we can do to get through the drought, really. Yep. And hopefully that should be done because then, yeah, next week, like you mentioned, you'll have Stray, and then also mm-hmm. on Thursday for uh, members, we'll have your new uh, extra punctuation, which you certainly will. Yeah hinted at earlier and then on uh, saturday for members we'll have a new adventurous night yeah and for non-members don't forget a new episode of adventurous night dropped this week last weekend and you can watch that That's right true. now yep things All uh hot, sorts of goodies. generally hotting up in that uh, adventure certainly is at yeah. the point where we finished recording at our last session who boy you're in for lots of uh, thrills and spills in this season yeah, we did uh, We did game night on Saturday immediately after you guys recorded, and it felt like uh, both Amy and Jesse were um, frazzled by the recording yeah, in a yeah. very good way. So They were all like fresh from the trenches. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess that'll be it from us. So I'll see you all on Wednesday, uh, and you'll see Marty later today. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, thank you all for tuning in. See you then. Bye, everybody. Cheery bye. Toffee, come here and be adorable. Ruff, 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 ruff. <laughs>